What's up, what's up, what's up? Hope you're doing well. So excited that you're here. And yesterday we talked all about uh, some very basic SEO practices to rank content on Google. And again, if you missed that episode, the fastest way to get traffic is to buy ads. So I wouldn't recommend starting with SEO. But if you're at the phase where you're looking to expand the business in the SEO area of your business then last episode in the feed is going to be great for you. It is uh, season three, episode two. All right. So we're going to hop on forward and talk more about uh, what I left out on that one. So you have a good, clear understanding of uh, exactly what to do. And this will just pair right along well with with the last episode. So here we go. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed with every shiny object? Every opportunity? Every training course or software that this industry keeps throwing at us. Truth is, if you've ever struggled as an entrepreneur, and you're probably asking yourself the same question that's been on my mind over and over again, what do we have to do to make our vision come to life for us? Let's face it, chances are if you're like me, you started a business in hopes of one day having the life you want, the success you want, the clients you want, and the freedom that you want to simply live life on your terms. Forget one day later. Why not start now? Now I want to share with you the simple ways to stop working endless hours in your business and get more focused so you can fill your leads bucket and create new opportunities to close more deals. Welcome to Purpose Driven Marketing. In each episode, we're going to be taking two simple marketing action steps that if you take action with, can prove to have positive results for you and your business. My name is Anthony Frank, and right now I'm inviting you to grab your seat and strap yourself in with us on this journey. Welcome to Purpose Driven Marketing. All right, all right, all right. Super awesome. Well, shout out to Sean Douglas at Life Transformation Radio. If you guys are not following Sean and you're not listening to Life Transformation Radio, go check that out. Fantastic show. Sean is probably the most resilient uh, capital uh, expert um, in terms of commitment, execution, getting things done. He's probably at the point now where he's doing well over 150 speaking gigs a year, if not more. And uh, he's just got it really well dialed in. He's amazing at what he does. He's more committed than anybody I've ever met in my life. And I highly recommend his show, Life Transformation Radio. There was a recent episode with Joe Polish, who's probably one of the most legendary marketers in the internet marketing space. Uh, Joe has a group called The Genius Network with all of the most talented people around the world. Um, and, uh, that episode is really great. Uh, the whole show is great. So go check out Sean Douglas at life transformation radio. Let's kick this thing off. Here we go. So we were talking in the last episode about SEO. And again, if you're new to this, uh, process, I would not recommend starting with SEO. And the reason being is there's much faster ways to get traffic to your site to figure out if your pages are converting and if they're converting leads into sales for you. So the faster way to do it would be to buy ads, whether it's uh, Google ads, search ads, or some other method of buying ads. Um, Because we're talking about SEO, we kind of keep it in that realm of Google. There is other search engine networks or uh, search engines. You could go after Bing traffic. You can go after Yahoo traffic. 
uh, which are pretty low-hanging fruit, right? There's not a whole ton of people that are very concerned about those. So you can definitely go after them. And Bing also has their own webmaster tools, uh, which uh, Google used to have. They just now call it Google Search Console. So don't worry about all that right now. Uh, the point of this episode is to pick up where we left off and fill in the blanks on the things we left out in the episode yesterday. So yesterday I gave you very clear action steps. If you want to do SEO, there's very practical ways to do it. There's a ton of different ways to do SEO, okay? So let's just start there. And uh, again, we're just kind of tearing off of what we talked about yesterday at first, and then I'll fill in all the blanks on the details that were left out in yesterday's episode that'll help you wrap it all up in a bow and get results with it, all right? Promise. So... Here's the deal. Tons of ways to do SEO. And as Google has evolved over time and the algorithm has made adjustments over time, different things stopped working, right? So in the very, very, very beginning, like way back in the day, like way, way back, like probably 10 years ago, uh, you could just stuff your keywords all over the page. Uh, you could even hide them as the same color as the background in, uh, uh, color of your pages. Uh, just hide the text in the same background color. You could get away with that stuff. Then they did away with allowing people to, to cheat the system like that. They started blocking that from happening. Um, and it's evolved several, several, several times over. I would say the most recent evolution is the fact that it's where it's now where they've been trying to get to from the very beginning, which is to provide the most relevant information and content at the touch of a fingertips. And when I say they, I'm talking about Google. Uh, Google's objective has always been to provide the most relevant and uh, accurate results. In, in other words, the results that can best help the person searching uh, with the answer they're looking for in the most immediate amount of time possible at the touch of a fingertip while you're on their site, right? That's the point of what they're trying to achieve. And they've gotten to the point now for the last few years where they're pretty much at that level. Um, they keep making adjustments, but for the most part, as much as algorithms have changed over the years, a lot of it is very basic. Where the market's been in the last few years is mainly, uh, especially around blog post content, is mainly about writing these really, really long articles that are 1,600 to 4,000 words long that are massive value, that leave no stone unturned, that answer every possible question that you could think of for that topic on the one post. And uh, I realize that does good for people, but the reality is you don't always have to write a 4,000-word blog post, okay, if you're trying to rank on Google. So uh, here's the most basic level stuff tying into what we talked about yesterday. Yesterday, we talked all about creating content on your blog, creating content on YouTube, and optimizing that YouTube video and linking back to your blog. We also talked about buying pay-per-click ads because those are extremely great for getting traffic immediately without playing the waiting game on the SEO side. And we talked about the Google Local, which is the local listing on your Google Maps, aka any local search term, you're going to show up in the map section before you ever get, or what they would call the local section, before you ever get down to the search results, okay? So... Let's tie it all together with how to optimize your blog posts like a pro, okay? So what would we be doing here? We want to rank the blog posts 
on Google. Ideally, we want it to land on the first page of Google. And we were, we're going to completely understand a, key, a couple key things here. Just because you write a post doesn't mean you have any reason to be at the first page of Google. Just because you write a post doesn't mean you will rank on the first page of Google. And just because you do everything I'm going to tell you to do in this video doesn't mean that that one post is going to rank. And the reason I say that is because you're going to need a lot more than one to make a dent, especially in the more competitive keywords, especially as they get to be less and less keywords in the phrase, uh, all the way down to the most broad and competitive keywords. Okay. So what is the idea of SEO? You're choosing content, uh, content topics, keyword phrases that you want the post to show up for in the Google organic search so that people can find it, they can land on your website, they can discover that you're the expert that can help them, and they can convert into whatever it is that your blog post has for a call to action, okay? Or some type of opt-in form on the blog post page or whatever that is, okay? So here is the basic fundamentals of where I would recommend you start. Number one, what are the five to seven keyword phrases that you want the blog post to rank on Google for. And again, if you go back and listen to the episode we talked about yesterday, don't start with the most difficult broad terms because your likelihood of ranking them is almost none. Okay, Start with the longer tail phrases. Start with the geo-related phrases. Um, and build up your content from there. So number one, what are the five to seven keyword phrases that you want to write about in that article that you're going to sprinkle them throughout that article uh, and variations of them? Okay, what are those five to seven keyword phrases? Number two comes kind of in before or during number one. What phrases are you going to pick for that post? So how do you how do you determine what phrases to choose for your five to seven phrases for any one said post? And again, you're not going to get away with just writing one post, okay? You're going to need to write several posts. You're going to need to consistently put out content. But at the most basic level, every post has an intention to rank for X amount of phrases. Pick five to seven and use those phrases throughout that post properly optimize that post for those chosen five to seven phrases so what are the phrases number two comes before number one do the research to identify what phrases you want so here's three different ways you could do the research one the most comprehensive way to do your keyword research is with a tool like the keyword planner tool or some type of paid keyword research tool that's going to allow you to export a whole ton of keyword phrases and identify which ones are the high traffic ones, which ones are the low hanging fruit ones, which ones are easy to rank for, but yet highly competitive in the pay-per-click side. Um, figure that out. So you do that by doing the research. When you figure that out, then it makes it very easy to choose the five to seven phrases for each post that you want to create, right? So every post is going to have a different five to seven phrases. Um, that's going to help you get them ranking, okay? You're going to um, understand this better once you have a list of the keywords researched that you want to rank for. Once you do the keyword research, you can identify on this long list, let's just say, for example, you had a list of 300 keyword phrases that you've identified are all great terms for your business. 
what I would recommend doing with that long list. Color code the phrases and break them up into groups of five to seven that are related, that belong together on a post together. That if you took those five to seven phrases and wrote an article on your blog, that those five to seven phrases totally make sense being on that post together. Okay, that's that's key. If you don't want to do it that way, because that sounds like way too much work for you, there's two other ways you could do keyword research. You could type stuff into Google and see what shows up in the Uber Suggest. You can type stuff into Google and you can see what shows up at the bottom in searches related to. All of which will indicate to you phrases people are also searching for based on the first phrase you gave it that you might also add to your list and identify as phrases that you would like to market for using SEO on your blog, okay? So number one, keyword phrases, how many? Five to seven for the post, okay? Number two, you gotta do the keyword research to identify what the phrases are. Three ways to do that. A, go and do the keyword research with a keyword research tool. You can do it with the Google keyword tool or you can do it I'm sorry, the keyword planner is what it's called. Or you can do it with uh, a paid tool. If you don't want to go that deep and you just want to uh, go surface level, you can simply go over to Google and type in the phrase you think you want to rank for. And you can find other phrases that come up in the suggested dropdown that might also be being searched by the same people. Right, That's why they're showing you those. So collect those that you're seeing. And you can also find them down at the bottom underneath search, uh, organic search ranking number 10. There'll be some more searches related to uh, copy those phrases as well, add them to your list, and then start color coding them in a way that allows you to choose what five to seven you want for each post that you're going to write. Number three, choose how often you plan on publishing these posts. Do you want to do one a week? Do you want to do two a week? Do you have a team and the bandwidth to do five a week? Can you do one every day, right? All of these things will help indicate to you, depending on how competitive your market is and what phrases you want to rank for and how strong your website already is, all of these uh, will indicate to you how often you need to be publishing to make a dent and get the rankings you're looking for, okay? So let's just recap You got your keyword phrases, how many? Five to seven for the post. Three ways you could go about doing it. Do it the right way. Proper keyword research. Use either the keyword planner tool or some paid tool. Um, If that doesn't work for you because it sounds like too much work, you can go to Google, type in the phrase you think you want to rank for, and you can look at all the, the suggested terms that drop down, and then you can also go to the bottom of the page on the first page, and you can see all the other related search terms that you might also add to your list. Choose wisely. There's no wrong way to do it as long as they make sense and belong on the page. Um, There's some advanced techniques you can use in choosing which ones go together where, depending on how uh, uh, difficult they are to rank for. We're not going to get into that. So just at the basic level, five to seven phrases for the post. How do you determine which ones they are? You got to do the keyword research. What do you do after that? You write the blog post okay i like to write them in like a word document or a google drive document i don't like to write it in the back of wordpress um i like to take it over there when it's done so that's that 
Uh, the other thing I want you to keep in mind in the research phase before we move to the next step, actually writing the article, do the research. In other words, take the time to search out the phrases you want to rank for and see who is already there ranking. Who's buying pay-per-click for those terms? Who's ranking in the organic? If the local shows for the phrase, who's ranking in the local? In other words, the map listings, right? So who's there? What are they doing right? What are they missing? What are some things you can learn from them, whether it's the language they're using, how they're optimizing their posts, all types of different things you can learn from them. We're not going to get that into that in this episode, but there's a lot you can learn just by searching. The other thing you're going to learn, and this is probably the most important part of doing that step, is you're going to identify, is this phrase that I thought I wanted to optimize my blog post for even the right phrase that's going to deliver the right type of people? In other words, if your post was optimized for that phrase and it ranked on the first page and people clicked it, would it be serving those people? Is it actually the information they were looking for? If it's not a fit, don't force it. Find some other phrases that are more of a fit, okay? I'll give you an example. There's people I've met before that uh, want to rank for, let's just say, uh, pest control. And so they were like, well, I want bug killer as one of my phrases. And you're like, okay, let's look at bug killer. And you Google search it. And I'm just making this up, but you, you find that it's going to be um, like actual like raid cans, right? Like products that they sell at Home Depot, okay? Not necessarily a great fit, not necessarily the worst fit, but certainly not the best if, if you're a business that's a pest control company in city name, right? To be able to rank for bug killer, not as good as being able to rank for pest control city name, right? Because that's... That's a buying decision keyword phrase, okay? Other thing to keep in mind before we go forward on this, and I know I'm throwing a lot at you, just keep in mind that when you're optimizing your posts and you have intention for what keyword phrases you want to rank for, make sure it's relevant to them and make sure that you're not picking the most difficult broad phrases, okay? Start with the lower hanging fruit ones, get results, feel good about that, optimize further with more content later, and then you can start getting into cross-linking and whatnot. So now that we got all that out of the way, you've done the keyword research, you have, you've identified a whole list of phrases you would want to rank for, you've looked at them on Google, you've determined which ones are really relevant to the things you offer as a business, the things that your blog post can help solve for that searcher, person searching, and uh, you've chosen wisely, you've identified the five to seven you're going to use for, let's say, post number one, you've identified the five to seven phrases you're going to use for post number two, and so on and so forth, and you have a plan for how often you're going to publish those, those posts, whether it's once a week, twice a week, three times a week, five days a week, every day of the month, whatever it is, depends on the bandwidth for your team and your content creators and uh, the system that you're using, okay? You've identified those phrases. The next thing you're going to do, and I like to do this in a Word doc instead of writing it in the back end of WordPress, is you're going to paste those seven phrases on the sheet. That's how I like to do it. That way I know each of these seven phrases are going to be used in this article at least once, if not more than once. Okay? Hopefully you don't hear my girlfriend singing in the background. Uh, otherwise I have to go somewhere else to record the rest of this episode. So, <laughs> so distracting. <coughs> so, um, 
you've identified the phrases, you know they're the ones, okay? You, you pick the five to seven for the post, paste them on the blank document. That's number four, okay? Now you're going to start writing that content. Very simple to do. Use the phrases throughout the content. Have a good solid amount of paragraphs throughout the content that are talking about the things you want. How do you know what you should write the paragraphs about? Look at the six phrases and make at least three of them your headings. Your heading one, your heading two, your heading three. Once you've set the headings, you know the, the paragraph that goes under that heading should be about that heading. Right? Simple. Simple. So think of a heading like the title of a newspaper article and the paragraph underneath it is the information in that article, right? Except for you're writing a blog post, you're going to have a few different headings. You're going to have a few different uh, paragraphs, all of which is good. I like to keep it, instead of going for that 1,600 to 4,000 word article level, I just try to keep it around four to 600 words, okay? It doesn't need to be massively long. You can always make more content later and then as you get good rankings, if you find, hey, I could write a new post that's 4,000 words long that solves all these problems to go after a term I really, really want that I found in Uber Suggest, then you could do that, okay? Simple. But don't get crazy and just start, start out with these 4,000-word articles, 6,000-word articles. You'll be there all day just making one freaking article. You don't want to do that. But if you don't want to write articles, go over to HireWriters.com and hire writers to write the articles. They're cheap. They come back pretty good, and they're easy to rewrite if you need. And with Hire Writers, if you don't like the article that was submitted, you just let them know, here's the changes I need to make, uh, I need you to make, and they'll make it for you. Um, and you don't really have to accept it until you're happy with it. And if you really want to go about it in a, <coughs> in a more pristine way, you can even um, ask them to rewrite, make adjustments, etc. I like to just order them. If I need to request revision, I will. And otherwise, I'll just accept it when it comes in. And then I'll just adjust it accordingly. Okay. So you got your article. You're going to write it yourself or you're going to hire it out to somebody at Hire Writers. Okay. Then you're going to get the content back. You're going to adjust it accordingly. You've got it in your document. You've got your headings lined out. What else are you going to do with those six keyword phrases? Well, when you take it over to WordPress, those six keyword phrases are going to become your tags for the post. In that list of six or seven, five to seven keyword phrases, you know, in that list for the five to seven phrases for that post, you're going to have a number one best keyword phrase, right? Your best keyword phrase, the one you want the article to rank for the most, that's the one I would make my post title, okay? That's also the one I would use in my heading one. That's also the phrase I would use in my uh, SEO Yoast title. And then I would want to optimize the SEO Yoast description. I like to make sure that the title is in the post because that becomes the slug as long as you have your permalinks set up correctly on WordPress. And permalinks just mean the extension of the URL. So your.com slash my pest control company city name city name, right? You've got your article. You've got your keyword phrases on there. 
are sprinkled throughout the, the copy. They're used in the headings. Those six phrases, seven phrases, five phrases, depending how many you pick for the post, are also used in the tags of the WordPress post. The best primary keyword phrase is also used in the title of the post. It's also used in the heading one of the post. It's also used in the SEO Yoast description, okay? Now, what else can we do to optimize that post before we click publish? Here's a quick tip. Don't publish the post until it's 100% ready because you don't want to publish it nine times, okay? That doesn't help your rankings at all. You want to get it 100% ready, pardon the French, so it's like tits on a bowl, and then when it's done, click publish once and don't mess with it anymore, okay? So you got this optimized post. It's well-written. It's got good content. It's got your keywords throughout the content and the paragraphs. It's got your main keyword as the number one heading. You got your other keyword phrases used in some of the other headings. You got all seven of them used in the tags. You got the best keyword phrase in the title. You got the best keyword phrase in the Yoast description in the title of the SEO Yoast title. And what else are you going to do? So you need images for that post. How many do you need? Two. Should you put more? Probably not. Why? It's more work. You don't need them. Okay. Two. Here's the other part, part, part that kind of sucks about writing 4,000 to 6,000 word articles. You are not getting away with only two images, right? You need some images in that thing and you're going to need a lot of them. Okay. So 400 to 600 words, much easier. Get away with two. 4,000 to 6,000 words, you're going to need some good images of video. Okay. <coughs> So we got our little 600, 400 to 600 word article. We got our six, seven, five, six, seven phrases. We have it all lined out. It's optimized. It's ready. We put it in WordPress. We make the tags. We pick the title. That's going to become the permalink as long as you have it set up right in your permalinks. Then uh, we use the H1 as the title. We use it in the H1, and we also use it in the Yoast title. That's our best keyword phrase for the post, the one we want to rank for most. Everything else is a supporting keyword phrase. It's kind of like having a baseball team of seven players. You got the pitcher, and then you got everybody else is the supporting cast. Same thing here, okay? You're going to have a keyword phrase, and you're going to have six more supporting phrases or five more supporting phrases, okay? Now, how do we optimize the pictures? Great question. I'm glad you asked. So you're going to get your photos. Take the two photos you want to use, whether you bought them from a stock site or you took them yourself. I really don't care. Take those two photos. Open up Photoshop. If you don't know how to use Photoshop, hire someone that does, okay? Open them up in Photoshop. Make sure they're the canvas sizes that you want them to be. Here's the way I like to do it. Canvas size number one is the size of a Facebook post status update image. Canvas size number two is the size of a Twitter image. Why do we do it that way? I'll tell you in a second. So you're going to pick one canvas size, Facebook sized, one canvas size, Twitter sized. Image number one, going to be on the Facebook canvas. Image number two, going to be on the canvas size for Twitter. How do you optimize the images? Number one thing to do, pick your best keyword phrase for image number one, put it in the file name, all lower cases, no spaces, and only use dashes between the words. 
Save it as a JPEG because you can do the most metadata optimization with it. Go back after you saved the JPEG uh, file name with the proper keyword phrase. Again, image number one, best keyword phrase, no spaces, all lowercase, dash lines in between. Image number two, second best keyword phrase out of the supporting cast of keyword phrases. That second image, same thing, pick the second best phrase, no spaces, all lowercases, dashes between the words, save it as a JPEG. Once you have the two images set up the way you want them, go into the file info section in Photoshop for each image and completely optimize the file info section. You'll have a title, an author title, two other fields, a description, and a place to decide if it's a copywritten content image or not, or if it's public domain, and a domain name to put in there as well. Fill it all out properly. Okay, What do you fill out the description with? A good solid description that has a couple of your keyword phrases. What do you title it in, in the top of the meta on the image? You title it with the best phrase. Okay, Why am I teaching you this stuff? Because it still works 10 years later. It worked 10 years ago. It still works today. Once you've got those images, you're going to put them on the post. Where do I like to put them? I like to put one in the middle and one halfway down. So split it up. Your, your article's got three paragraphs. You're going to put one after paragraph one and one after paragraph two. You're going to have the, the headings in between and the subheadings in between. So the way my article might lay out is best keyword phrase in the title. Then I might have uh, best keyword phrase a uh, second best keyword phrase in the heading number one. Then I might have a paragraph of information. Then I might have a picture that's well optimized. That's going to be the Facebook one. I'm going to have another heading, subheading, with my best keyword phrase, right? So if I go best keyword phrase in the title, H2, second best keyword phrase, paragraph of information, optimized picture number one for Facebook Canvas. Next heading, heading number one, best keyword phrase. Next paragraph, next picture, next heading. Next paragraph. You get the picture? Awesome. So that's fully optimized with the picture. What else can we do for that post to fully optimize the post? We can create a video for YouTube. We can fully optimize the YouTube title, description, uh, tags that go on the video. And we can put a link back from the YouTube video over to where? Over to the blog post. Yay! What does that do? It has anybody that's watching the video, if they see the link and they want to click it, where's it going to take them? Over to your website. Once they land on your website, what's going to happen? They're going to read the blog post. Awesome. Okay, here's one more thing you can do with that video. Not only did you optimize it on YouTube and link it back to the blog post, but you also embedded that video on the blog post. I love to do that. Okay, I love it. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to pick some keyword phrases in that post and you can link out to other relevant content on your site and cross-link back and forth. So if you have an article about pest control, we'll just stick with that example. If you have an article about pest control, and this works for any niche, doesn't matter. You might have a paragraph about cockroaches and bugs. You might have a paragraph about rodents and possums. And you might have a paragraph about, I don't know what, right, bats. 
So <laughs> you have a paragraph about each of those things. You're going to have keyword phrases. You're going to have pictures. You might have a video that says, hey, I'm John, the pest control guy in city name. And I just want to let you know, if you're looking for pest control in city name, I'm your guy. Here's why. I can help you solve the cockroaches. I can help you solve the bugs. I can help you get rid of the rodents. I can help you get rid of the possums. I can help you get rid of the XYZs that you hate to have in your life. The bats flying in your eaves. We can do it all. We're the pest control guys. We're the best in city name. My name is John with company name pest control. All you have to do is give us a call or click the link below this video and it'll take you over to my website so you can book a time with us. We're the best pest control guys in city name. See how many times I stuffed the pest control city name throughout that pitch? That's a perfectly easy to make video, okay? That's like as simple as it gets selfie video, okay? Now we've got an optimized YouTube video. We're going to embed that optimized YouTube video on our blog post. Then we're going to say, okay, what else can we do to this blog post to fully optimize it? We're going to go down. You should have the SEO Yoast plugin on your website. Nowadays, it's called Yoast SEO. Same shit. Go to the bottom. If it's installed on your, on your website and it's activated, when you get to the bottom of your post, there's a section for it. It'll say Yoast. Yoast will ask you, give us a focus keyword. Pick your best keyword phrase that's under four words. Okay. Type it in the focus keyword section in all lower cases. All right. Then you're going to have a Yoast title. Use your H1 or your H2 there. Then you're going to have your description. That's the description you're intending to tell Google. I would love it if you use this snippet for underneath my link on my rankings for this post. You're going to fill in the description with some of your best keyword phrases written in a nice sentence that's concise that gets them to click through. Okay. Now you're going to have another section in there where it says social. Click on the social. You're going to have a Facebook and a Twitter area inside that Yoast plugin area at the bottom of your blog post. The Facebook one's going to ask you for a title. It's going to ask you for a Facebook description, and it's going to let you upload a picture. Guess what picture we're going to upload there? You got it. Photo number one, which was optimized for what? The proper size for Facebook Canvas. Then we're going to go over to Twitter. It's right underneath the Facebook inside that Yoast section on your blog post at the bottom. You're going to give Twitter a title, a description. I like to throw a couple hashtags in there. And then it's going to say what? Upload an image for Twitter. You're going to be like, yes, I know what that is. What is it? It's image number two. Why? Because it was optimized for the canvas size for Twitter. Why do we do that? Because by loading that stuff up in the social settings of Yoast, when those blog post links get shared on social media, it'll auto-populate the picture on that channel that you chose. Whether you shared it or whether somebody found it online and decided to post it on their Twitter or their Facebook, when they post that link on their site, on their social network, the link from your blog, it's going to auto-populate the picture from the blog that you set in that section. That's why you set it to where the picture number one is the Facebook canvas size. Picture number two is the Twitter canvas size. And I like them to be the right size 
so that they will display on your site very nicely and that they will work perfectly when those links are shared on social media. Now you have a fully optimized blog post. You've got the tags. You've got the post. You got the content. You got the keywords. You got the headings. You got the title. You got everything in the SEO Yoast section. You got two images. You got a YouTube video that's fully optimized. You got the YouTube video embedded on the blog post. Now you can click publish. Right? Now you can click publish. And then once you do, you're going to get that link for the blog post. And you're going to go back to your YouTube video real quick. And in the very first line, right underneath the title, before the description starts any further, you're going to stick that blog post link there. And then you're just going to republish the YouTube video so that it has the link in the description. Okay? That's like a fully optimized blog post. The only thing we left out there is cross-links, which I can get into later on. If you have questions about how to cross-link, let me know. Where are you cross-linking to? Cross-link to other things on your site. Okay? There's no better way to get more backlinks for your site than from content on your site. There's other ways to get backlinks, but they're probably not going to be the most white hat ways to do it. Right? Let me ask you a question. Is Google going to slap you in any algorithm update for using their products? Zero times. Never going to happen. Why? Because they made the products for you. They're not going to slap you in an update for using their products, right? Does Google own YouTube? Yes. Are they going to reward you with better search rankings on YouTube if you have videos on YouTube that are well-optimized so people can find them? Yes. Are they going to reward you on Google Search if your articles are well-written and easy to understand and add value to Google Search so that the people finding them are finding what they're looking for on your post? Yes. Are they going to reward you for using YouTube and making Google search a better place by cross-linking them together so that people finding one can also find the other and vice versa? Yes. They will reward you for those things. Okay. Those are all fundamental SEO things that you can do to optimize your blog post. And that goes hand in hand with what we talked about yesterday. And again, if you missed yesterday's episode, go back and check it out. Like I said, there are way faster ways to get traffic to your site and start converting leads into sales for your business and turning prospects into customers simply by buying ad traffic, whether it's Google pay-per-click ad, Google ads for search, or whether it's Facebook ads or some other type of ads. If you buy ads, you're going to get way more traffic to your site at a much faster rate than if you were to organically write content every single day. But there are people out there who own companies that have a big enough team where they can be doing both, or they've already established their closing process, their customer process, their delivery process, and now their ads are optimized, so they're looking for other ways to get organic traffic. That's when SEO comes in. So SEO is not the first thing. It should be the last thing that you want to do. What should be the first thing? Get a winning offer. Get traffic to the offer. Get those pages working, converting customers from leads. If you can do that part, the SEO part can come at the end. Okay, It's always faster to buy traffic. The other thing that I mentioned in yesterday's episode is if you're writing those articles and you're buying traffic, Google will reward you again because you're using multiple products that they own. You're buying ads with Google Ads. You're making videos on YouTube that Google owns. You're writing content on your WordPress site that can rank on Google Search to make the internet a better place for their searchers that are using Google. Okay, Three products all can help you benefit both organic and paid traffic rank, uh, rankings, but also the amount of volume of traffic you're getting. 
you'll be shocked to find out you can launch a brand new site that has never had any traffic to it. You can also launch a whole slew of really great pay-per-click campaigns, sending traffic to that site, and if you optimize some blog posts for the organic search, Google will reward you for better rankings because they know what search terms you're trying to get with the site, and they know you're buying some ads. They also know you're making content for their YouTube channels, and they know that you have the blog posts, so it's a win-win-win all around, right? So hope there's a massive benefit to you. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you're wondering how this works, I taught this stuff at the at the local library in Santa Clarita for three and a half years. Every Saturday, or I'm sorry, every other Saturday. And I would definitely recommend these are very practical, very effective SEO practices that you can implement. You can have your team implement. If you have a writer on your team, great. If you don't, go to hire writers and hire a writer. What's the best place to start? Start with the keyword research. Get a long list of the phrases you want to rank and start breaking them up into small groupings of five to seven phrases a piece that belong together on the same post and then optimize for those phrases. As you move content through and you're producing content on a regular basis or if you're just starting to do SEO blogs but you've already got a big website with lots of pages, Figure out what relevant stuff is on your site that you can cross-link to in the article and then figure out ways that those articles and pages, blog posts and pages on your site that you're cross-linking to can also be adjusted, maybe slightly rewritten, to better serve the user searching and figure out ways to cross-link them back to the new stuff, okay? That's how you push, push, push your rankings. The other thing to keep in mind that we talked about in the last episode, and again, go back and listen to it if you haven't seen it, heard it already, The other thing we talked about is making sure that you're crystal clear on the phrases that you want to go after, not going after the most difficult ones first, start with the low-hanging fruit ones, have a content strategy to consistently put out the content, and monitor every few weeks where are they landing, what can you do next to make more content to help them all increase their Google rankings to the first page or further up on the first page. And then what other phrases can you go after that are now more competitive now that you have a bunch of first page rankings? Guess what's going to happen when you have 50 or 60 good written blog posts that are ranking on the first page for a long tail phrase and you decide you want to go after one of the broad phrases or one of the Uber suggest questions. Then you write a new post that's going to serve that, that term, right? And again, first go search the term Who's there? What are they doing right? What can you learn from them? What language are they using? What are they providing the person who's searching that finds that term and finds those page results? How can you do a better job than them? What are they missing? Right? You can learn a lot. You can firstly identify, is this the phrase you should even be trying to rank for? Once you've got that dialed in and you've got a nice little plethora of content and first page rankings for long tails, then you can start to target the broads. Okay, the more difficult broads. And again, fastest way to get to the broads at the top of Google is buy the ads. Why do you want to buy the ads? It's immediate traffic. It's instant traffic to your site to help you determine, are these pages converting? And I would not buy pay-per-click and send it to a blog post. I would specifically buy pay-per-click to send to a landing page that has a one desired action to take. But doing so is going to indicate to Google You've got content, you've got YouTube video content. It tells me what it's all about. And by the way, I saw your pay-per-click ads, 
So I know what you're trying to rank for. I know what you're trying to buy traffic for. And they will reward you on both sides. Okay? Super powerful stuff. We were helping a go-kart racing company a couple of years ago get their shit together, get them a new WordPress site because they weren't using WordPress, get it optimized so that it would actually rank on the first page of Google for stuff and get their pay-per-click working properly instead of being uh, half done, half not done. In that process, in a matter of launching the pay-per-click campaign and just doing some fundamental SEO things that we talk about in the book, uh, how to automate your traffic funnels and follow up the world, just doing some of those fundamental SEO things to your site without even having written any SEO articles, we were already getting 30,000 visits a month in paid traffic and an additional 20,000 visits a month in organic traffic. Why, were, why was Google giving us so much organic traffic? They were rewarding us because it was clear what our site was about. Our site was well-optimized and we were buying pay-per-click to indicate who we were trying to reach, what phrases we wanted to rank for. So Google was giving us the pay-per-click that we were buying, and they were also feeding us a ton of organic traffic. Okay, powerful stuff. Hope this is a massive benefit to you. If you have any questions, you feel overwhelmed, you're not sure how it works, go back and listen to it again. If you're still stuck or you just want somebody else to do it for you, no problem. Hit me up in the Facebook Messenger. If we're already friends, just shoot me a message in Messenger on Facebook. If we're not friends yet, just send me a friend request and then shoot me a messenger. Tell me, hey, I heard you on uh, purpose-driven marketing talking about SEO and how to do it the right way. And I was wondering if you can help us with it. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about it. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for listening. God bless and have a great night.